Hello and welcome to Starter Set. My name is Ed Sylvester. My name is Sam Bradley. You're right. Yeah, you're taking your time over that one. I like it. Yeah. Uh, And welcome to the show that takes you deeper into the pages of Dungeons and Dragons. Mm -hmm. Today, Sam, we're going on a journey. Are we? Yeah, we're going to get in a boat. Okay. And we're going on a tour. Ooh. Down, down. Deeper and down. Through the nine layers of hell. Oh, that took a turn. (laughs) (laughs) Yes, it did. Okay, so, welcome to the Nine Hells, uh, a continuation on our Outer Plains episodes, and boy have I got lots of places for you to, to visit. Okay. Well, nine to be exact. No, obviously. So, um, we're going to, because of that, we're probably going to have to go through with a, um, a little bit of speed. Okay. Uh, so, what I'm going to do is I'm going to go through each, each layer, tell you a little bit about it, and tell you who rules it. Okay. Because in the Nine Hells, hierarchy is king. Unlike last week where we were talking about the abyss where it's more of a predatory food chain and the hierarchy's kind of gone sideways a little bit. Yes. Okay. So, mentioning the king of the hierarchy, let's begin with number one, the the king himself, Asmodeus, Asmodeus. Bum, 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 bum. Asmodeus, Asmodeus. We could do this all day, couldn't we? <laughs> so, Asmodeus, uh, currently, as, as Dungeons & Dragons lore, as 5th edition lore, uh, rules the Nine Hells. Okay. Uh, with the Iron Fist. Makes sense. Um, well, you'd have to, wouldn't you? Yes, yeah. <laughs> it's quite likely. Now, the thing with um, the Nine Hells is everybody sticks to the law. Okay. Right? So, yes, they're all evil, but the hierarchy is everything, the law is everything, but in the same way that you can get some very dicky lawyers, hmm. every single Denzian of the Nine Hells is a very dicky lawyer with some small print at the bottom of every single thing that you sign. Kind of like genies. Yes, a little bit like genies. Okay. Yeah, so you've got to be careful what you wish for in quite a literal sense down here. Oh, right, okay. Um, number one, if you look to your right, mm-hmm. I like the fact you've actually looked to your right, mm-hmm. uh, the first... Right, so basically the first... Let's go, Okay, we'll do this, yeah. Uh, the first we come across is Avern... Avernus. 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 Okay. Right. So, oh, the first thing is quite interesting, actually, is no planar portals can actually connect to the lower layers of the Nine Hells, right? So you oh, can't okay. go like, right, I need to go to uh, Dis, um, which Click is the second um, layer. There. Yeah, you have to start out at Avernus and then go down and down and down and down and down and down and down. Oh, right. Well, I, I kind of like that because you could have a story based around where you have to find the lowest level of hell. And in doing that, you have to go through all the other layers. I believe that story exists, Sam. Yes, so do I. It's not an original concept, <laughs> no. is it? Dante's Inferno is mm-hmm. obviously what we're referring to here. Read that. If you are going to do, a, if you are going to do a campaign based on the Nine Hells, my gosh, read that. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah, for sure. Without a doubt. So, you got to start at Avernus. This place is pretty... uninhabited, I would say. It tends to be the, the main point, the main battlefield between uh, the Nine Hells and the Abyss. Right, okay. So either you're gonna you're gonna turn up where basically there's loads of loads of uh, loads of scrappage or the leftovers of battlefields and you're just gonna be trawling through those for miles and miles and miles and miles and miles. And now is there nothing there because of the battles or are the battles there because there's nothing there? Uh, number one of those two options. Okay, cool. Yeah. So it's ruled by an archduchess called Zariel. Right? So she basically, 
She ultimately got it because she was in favour with uh, Asmodeus. Asmodeus. There we go. Uh, interesting thing, this is actually where the demon queen uh, Tiamat is imprisoned. Oh, right. Who is okay. the big bad for the first ever 5th edition official modules. Um, I'm sh- that's not that's not a spoiler, that is common knowledge. Now, yeah. So that's all good. So that's there. Um, Zariel is pretty bad, to say the least. Right, so she was an angel, she's fallen angel... And now she basically sort of burns with this not divine light, it's more rage and fire. You know what I mean? Yeah. If you're cast out, her wings were burned off, and now they've slipped that fire and the everything. The whole is same kind of, deal. Yeah, it's kind of consumed her. So, like, apparently, like, looking at her directly causes sort of your eyes to burn out. Oh, kind of like a basilisky Medusa type vibe. Yeah, like a Gorgon. Yeah. Kind of vibe. Next up, if you look to the left, Yep. We come across the second layer of hell, which is Dis. Dis. Who Dis? New phone. Nice. <laughs> so, uh, Dis is basically a um, mountainous region, right? Loads, mm-hmm. of, loads and loads of mountains, crevices, labyrinths, canyons. It's kind of like in Lord of the Rings, you know when uh, Frodo and Sam are in the gullies of, I think it's called Emin Muir. Is that in the third one? Uh, it's the beginning of number two. After Sam and Frodo go across the river, mm-hmm. and then they basically turn up and they're stuck, that's when they first find... Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, I know what you mean. Gollum. It's kind of like that, actually. So getting through is bloody difficult. However, there is a city here. <laughs> the Iron City of Dis. Who Dis? New phone. Uh... <laughs> It's basically sort of where you go to make your deals, right? Everybody's wheeling and dealing. Oh, okay, I see. And because it's the only city there, everything is concentrated into that one hub. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. Now, you'll find loads of places to... Uh, you'll find loads of entities that deal with these sort of deals and, and take people under their sort of wing. And I use that very loosely. Mm-hmm. Um, what's a better way to say wing in the way that I'm trying to say it? Um, ownership. Yeah. I suppose that's better. Yeah. So it takes them under their ownership. Bish, bash, bosh. You'll find uh, Raxashas, Incubus, Succubus, Hags. Um, but basically, this is all run through the Archduke of the area called Dispater. Right? Okay. Now, he's basically... He's, your ulti- he's the ultimate lawyer. Oh, right. right. He's, okay. he's the big bad. He looks over all the contracts. If anything comes into sort of dispute, mm-hmm. he's the guy that makes the decisions. Dispute. Yes. Yes. It writes itself. Love it. it writes so good. Itself. Um, but yeah, this is where you'll find people basically trying to throw things either way or. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I get it. Um, he's the one who'll be able to write you sort of the best sub clause to section 13, which will allow you to get out of section 4. Oh, right. You know okay. what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Uber tricky. <clears throat> yeah, exactly. Um, so that's number two. Number three, welcome to Minorus, the third layer of the Nine Hells, which is. As much as that has, as the previous layer two has like a city and kind of like rock and everything built into it, um, this one is horrible. This is like um, the huge swamp in uh, Neverending Story. Oh, right? right. Which is nasty anyway. But then chuck in some acid rain, uh, scum, putrid, mm-hmm. pits that just sort of open up underneath you. Not great, basically. No, that sounds awful. Um, it does have a city in it which is named after the layer itself, mm-hmm. uh, which 
yeah, not great. Again, the walls themselves are slimy. It is tall, mm -hmm. mainly because it's just continually sinking into yeah, the... Yeah, continuously you know sort I mean? of melting. Yeah, exactly. Um, and the Archduke is ultimately a massive serpent, right? Mm -hmm. So he's got... If you think of him like... Um, actually, when we previously referred to the Gorgon, he's like a massive Gorgon. And his name right. is Mammon. Uh, he is basically all about the greed. Right, right? okay. So he's a, he's a hoarder, he's a collector, mm -hmm. a miser. Try and steal something? Yeah. Um, don't do that. Don't do that, basically. <laughs> and his, you know, his contracts or things that he'll try and always... will always be there to get the most treasure out of him. Right, okay. But by understanding that... You can sort of work out how everything kind of works yeah, here. Yeah, exactly. I think I think that's the best way to describe it. Is actually, if you're shrewd and clever enough in the nine hells, mm -hmm. you can make your way through. I was going to say, so you have all these. Uh, you have the leaders, the gods, whatever the 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 uh, the big bads that rule over these places. But it's kind of like if you go with the flow, if you work out that this is how this level of hell operates, you can kind of stumble your way through yes okay yeah 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 if you understand what what holds everyone together mm -hmm. boom you can even like inherit a contract you know what I mean you could buy somebody else's contract oh I like that yeah that's is... a nice way to bring players in yeah boom you actually own yeah I'm gonna buy that slave off you kind of like what they do with Anakin in uh... ah man Phantom Menace, Phantom yeah. Menace. yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so next up we go to Phlegthos, mm -hmm. which is an issue for me to say, obviously. So this place is basically ruled by two, uh, an archduke and an archduchess, okay. right? So the archduke is a guy called Belial, mm -hmm. um, who, if you've ever played Diablo, is a big bad guy in that, and you'll see a lot of those names actually come through. So Belial is Lord of Lies, um, Basically, he's always continually sort of threatening, and when he's having conversations with you, it's almost like you have to, even if they're nice, right? So mm -hmm. even if it's like me and you chatting, there's always a hint of like, I'm going to murder you, mm. no matter what. There's like a beguiling <laughs> element to him. Right, and okay. this is run, this uh, level is run in conjunction with his daughter called Fierna, right? Now, as Belial is sort of handsome and, and does this civility thing, mm -hmm. she is... Um, basically like a beauty right she's she's almost like um oh do you know what i've realized a better way to describe them they're a succubi and an incubus i was gonna say she sounds like a like like one of those yeah exactly but again uh, this is absolutely a representation of what this whole world is about isn't it yeah okay yeah uh, i mean around it by the way uh, you, you're talking molten lava oh. um they have their city is made out of obsidian and dark glass which is kind of a really big it's thing cool. uh, if you actually look in the dmg that's the one that it gives you an image of um which is obviously spiky spiky never fun <laughs> um now they are aware that their sort of bond mm -hmm. means that without one the other one will fall yeah i can see that you know okay. what i mean they don't yeah, have power sense. to have dominion over the entire level so they have made this decision and and this Unholy greeting. alliance. Yeah, this greeting, this sort of uh, this contract between the both of them, which mm -hmm. means that they both mutually succeed or mutually assure destruction. Yeah, okay. I see you that. know. So let's tumble down again then. Next up, we have Stigia. 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 Um, and this place is basically just a frozen wasteland, right? Um, it has flames in it, but they all burn cold. 
So if you Ooh, try, it, I like yeah, that. Which is never fun. I think that's probably worse than actually real burns. Is like cold cold burns. burns. Yeah, chill blinds, stuff like that. Yeah, ex- yeah, mm. exactly. Okay. Um, now the Levistus, who is quite a big um, demon, okay, devil. Sorry, in you know any you'll you'll hear him wherever sort of devils are referred to. Mm-hmm. Um, Levistus is actually down here, and he is somebody who tried to. Um, rebel against Asmodeus and because of that he is actually encased and um, imprisoned in here in the ice as punishment oh yeah but he rules the actual layer itself so he is kept here to rule to rule that's a pretty cruel punishment yeah that's pretty insidious and he does that by telepathically communicating with any servants and things like that. Right, okay. Right, so, but he's stuck in there, but if you think like, that's a great way of seeing how they all operate, right? I'm gonna yes, you rose up against me, so I'm not gonna like, kill you, I'm just gonna put you in another area. Trap you the place you don't wanna be. Keep your... For all time. Yeah, exactly. Keep your friends closer, but your friends closer, your enemies closer. Oh, right, What better way to do it than put him... Yes, he can see him all the time, but is unable to move, but gives him enough power that you can sort of see things happening. Yeah. You know what I mean? He's not sort of... Burdened with glorious purpose to yeah. quote Loki. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So next up, we go to Malbolgi, right? Sounds fun, bet it ain't. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, it's the sixth layer, and this one has been basically the one that looks to be the most uh, contested, I think is the best way to say okay. it. Uh, currently, it's run by Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Thank you, Ziz. Daughter, Glyser. Ooh. Uh, she basically she does actually apparently resemble the succubus right mm-hmm. um, but very is, pretty yeah but is more is more the mirror of her father in that she's she plays things well you know what I mean yes okay so you could see her eventually overthrowing her father anyway kind of like um, ah what's her name Azula in The Last Airbender Sure. Zuko's sister. Oh, right, yes. Yeah, exactly. Now, the actual... This layer itself, bizarrely, is basically created on the side of a mountain. Okay. Loads of caves, loads of things. Mm-hmm. Um, and the forest it does have... An, they all have their own fortress. Here, it's that. It's basically the entire mountain is her fortress. It's a citadel. Kind of like uh, the Fortress of Solitude. Yes, a little bit like that. Exactly. Exactly okay. like that. Uh, next up, keep going down, down, down. 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 Seventh uh, layer, let's seventh hit it. Seventh layer, we have, oh god, Maladomini. That's pretty good. Yeah. Now <laughs> Yeah, exactly. Um, so this is. Oh, I love this guy. So this is basically uh, ruled over by Beelzebub. Oh, okay. I know that guy. Yeah, yeah, you will do. From like regular lore and mythology. Yeah, no, sorry. Basil Bull. Basil Bull, not Beelzebub. Basil Bull is the best way to describe him. Uh, the Lord of Flies. Uh, uh, okay. Yes. So he's, his actual form, so he looks like a giant slug, basically. Or like Jabba the Hutt. I was literally about to say he looks like a big old <laughs> hut. Um, but this was actually put on him as punishment. By Asmodeus. Asmodeus, Asmodeus. Exactly. Um, so once again, he also tried to usurp uh, Asmodeus's rule, mm-hmm. right? Asmodeus doesn't mess about, does no, it? No, he does not. <laughs> uh, and in the same way, has sort of kept 
you know, mm. closer again. Seems to work, yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, the actual layer itself is a ruinous covered wasteland, there are dead cities, urban landscapes, and then with just like nothing. Mm. It's kind of like Chernobyl. Um, that's exactly what I was going to say. It's Dude. exactly just, but like miles and miles and miles and miles and miles of Chernobyl. There's always there. We could pilot a Jaeger after this. Mm. That would also be good. Yeah. Yeah. Let's keep going down, Ed. Okay, so welcome to Carnia, the eighth layer of the Nine Hells. Again, sounds good initially, and then you say where it is, and I'm a little bit... Mm, a bit funky. Maybe right. not. <laughs> yeah, this ain't a place to go for your holiday, so it's, uh, it's, it's another icy place. Okay. But time's a million on the first one. There are ice storms, which oh, right, okay. periodically turn up, mm-hmm. um, and I quote... Ice storms that can tear flesh from bone. That's just all kinds of annoying. Yeah. <laughs> What's it looking like out there, love? Oh, sorry, um, I'll take a brolly. Made no. of adamantium and then and mithril and maybe something a little bit stronger than that. Yeah, exactly. Um, now, the most interesting thing about Carnia, right, because it's the eighth layer, it's the one right next to uh, Asmodeus's layer, and okay. it is uh, ruled over by Mephistopheles. Oh, like the cat from... Cats. Yep, like the cat from Cats. Uh, now, Mephistopheles is Asmodeus's greatest enemy and ally, right? Is that why he's That's why real he's, close? He's that real makes close. sense. That makes yes. sense based on everything else we've sort of looked at. That's why he's kept by far the closest. Yes, exactly. Because that's now, how Asmodeus, Asmodeus rocks, apparently. Asmodeus! Yes. Um, so... Mephistopheles yeah he uh, is actually the godfather to Glycer oh That's it's a family is. affair yeah so everything's going a bit bit very Game of Thronesy here actually yeah for sure so he is literally there mm-hmm. and, and they're both aware you know what I mean like mm-hmm. uh, Asmodeus is aware that Mephistopheles mm-hmm. is there to take him out and they both they both know, right? Mm-hmm. It's almost like you know when Magneto and uh, Professor X sit down and play chess or whatever. Yes. Like yeah, you can I imagine like that. them doing that same sort of thing of just sitting sitting down having mm-hmm. a cup of blood or naturally you know, whatever, <laughs> whatever they these guys eat, um, yep. having a chat and then being like, right, okay, one day I'll murder you. Cool, one day I'll murder you. Bye. Bye, neighbor. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> Um, but there are contracts and all that sort of thing of in course, place to, you know, yeah. stop this things happening because ultimately, rule uh, law is the rule down here. I was just going to say, I really like how obviously you can sort of say, oh well, this is hierarchical, and that's that's how it is. Yeah. But actually, everything about not just who's there, but everything about how this place runs, right down to the physicality of he lives there because he's his greatest enemy. Yeah. And they live the closest. I really like that. I'm, I'm really digging the Nine Hells. Yeah, it's very cool. It, it's a good... It's exactly the representation of lawful evil. And I think there's a lot of the time... Yes, yeah, good pull. A lot of the time, people have a real problem kind of defining lawful evil as bad guys. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, they have a real issue with... But it's not just straight up bad. It's more just insidious. Yeah, exactly. Tricks and slips and yeah. you know like you said the, the contracts and the, the this is the these people are the shittiest of shitty lawyers yes. so to speak yes. yeah okay exactly um, so Mephistopheles mm-hmm. lives right next door and all that he is waiting for and he even does you know he even does what uh, Asmodeus Asmodeus 
asks him to do. I think they're bored of it, yeah. No. I know I'm not. No. <laughs> people, people will re-listen to this episode and just they'll just cut those bits out and then put them all together. Please do a super cut of our Asmodeus. <laughs> Asmodeus. Um, <laughs> so he's just sitting there being his right-hand man until Asmodeus, Asmodeus. cocks up. Fucking hell. <laughs> yeah. Where the, he will then take advantage of it. Basically, so he's just always putting him on blast, and it's like, yeah, yeah, exactly. cool. I'm here because you slip for a second. Yeah, you're Dunsville. Yeah, I like that. I exactly. like that. I think that's my favourite layer so far. So next up, we are going to the bottom of the bottom, bottom of the bottom, or top of the top in this example, mm-hmm. uh, Nessus, which is the home of Nessus. No, Asmodeus. Asmodeus. Yes, of course. Go. Yeah, um, and basically the the center of everything the citadel is ultimately a giant hollowed out stalagmite it's a prison for all the souls that asmodeus has whoa just his own things that he's just like okay this is all my stuff this is some legit Hades stuff isn't it yeah exactly um and the best thing do you know what the thing that defines this area whilst it's kind of like oh yeah it's a really bad place and everything blah 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 this is where all all the souls are kept the most interesting things, and I think this is what we're seeing from this episode, is actually the most interesting things about each layer is the person that rules it. Because really the layer is just a representation of the person that rules yes, it. Yes, exactly. So Asmodeus himself, mm-hmm. um, he is the ultimate devil, right? Yeah. Uh, and we see, when I say the devil, I mean like the devil in our culture. Horns, hooves, the whole, the whole shebang. No, the other side of things. The beautiful angel devil, right? Oh, Quite okay. unassuming. You could probably put him in like a grey piece suit. The guy that has a little, little, yeah. like a tiny little beard, but it's still, you know, he looks stylish. Small horns, nothing that's really out of place. But he's he is the smarmy guy who just slides a bit of paper in front of you. Mm-hmm. And just goes, says, don't worry about it, just sign there. And because he's as charming and as attractive and everything, boom. Then, only when you piss him off do you see like full, I am... Yeah. I'm the ultimate incarnation of evil. He sounds like the kind of devil... You know, uh, I can't remember what show or film it's in, but they say the greatest trick the devil ever pulled was convincing us that he didn't exist. Now, I'm not saying that that's what he does, but it's that kind of clever and insidious. Yes, exactly. Okay. Exactly. So, I hope you enjoyed your tour. I did. Please tip your waitress. In blood. Probably. Or, Maybe. or small bits of soul. Um, yeah, I've got plenty of that. I can't, I can't move for small bits of soul at my gaff. Yeah, <laughs> that's the that's the nine hells. Uh, brilliant. I enjoy that place so much. I think it's a lot. It's of fun. really interesting. It sounds like you can do a lot with it story wise. Yes, exactly. Awesome. Right, should we wrap it up? Let's wrap it oh, up. Oh no, hang on. We need to do what's that spell? I was just gonna say, should we wrap it up and play what's that spell? Right. Do the jingle. 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 What's that spell? What's that spell? What's that spell? What's my spell? Hi, Sam. Okay, hit me with some magic, magic, magic. Arcane Eye. Arcane Eye? Yep. It, it, <laughs> you can detect magic with it. You summon an eye and it can tell you if someone's using magic or someone's magical or something's enchanted. <laughs> you just put, you're pulling just so straight in wide, now. aren't I? Yeah. <laughs> um, no. Oh. Right, so, and it's only because you sprayed. You sprayed so Is much. Is it? Yeah. Is it summoning the, the, so the eye? You do create an invisible magical eye. Right, which hovers in the air for duration, and you basically look through the eye. Okay. So you summon it within 30 feet out of you. It's invisible. I think we've done this before, and it's embarrassing if we have, because I still haven't bloody remembered it. Have we done this one before? Uh, maybe. It rings a bell now. Okay, right. Well, that's that one. 
So, sorry about that. Not at all, I still got uh, it wrong, so yeah. the point of this podcast is clearly working. <laughs> Next up, we have the Armour of Agathis. This this has got to be some kind of magical armour you can summon that defends against a certain kind of damage. Uh, half point. Yes! So, a protective magical force surrounds you, mm-hmm. and it manifests in a spectral frost. When somebody oh. basically hits you... They take ice damage. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Which is fun. It it works quite nicely. I like it. I like it a lot. Mm. Uh, Next up, we have Cloud of Daggers. Right now, this you summon. Wait for it. A cloud of what? Daggers. (laughs) Yeah. One and a half points. I just felt a little bit. Second week in a row. Uh, You fill the air with spinning daggers in a five-foot cube on each side, centered on the point you choose within range. A creature takes 4d4 slashing damage when it enters the spell's area. Do you have to watch out if you're uh, by the rest of your, your, yep. your party? Yeah, it's not. Yeah. It's, it doesn't, doesn't. Oh, God. <laughs> yeah. doesn't discern uh, good from bad. It's just step through this, you're getting shredded. Carb. All right. Okie dokie. Let's wrap That's, this spell? up. Um, obviously, we started the competition to win the Landwinds Journal miniatures. We have now selected our winner. And we've made contact, and we'll be sending those out to you very, very, very soon. You know who you are. You know who you are. Right, lovely stuff. (laughs) As always, thank you for listening, guys. We love it when uh, we get the reviews. We've had some reviews. They're really good. We do like getting them. You can check us out on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, uh, Start a Set Podcast. Um, Obviously, you're listening on, I guess, iTunes or Spotify or SoundCloud, but it's nice to put it out that we are on the big three. The big three. Uh, As always, thank you so much for listening. We've been Starter Set. You've been our listeners. Roll well, and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye. Normal one this time.